0: Well, we're going to begin. We're on uh, Mem Zayn Amin Allah 47A. Short parak, by the way. We just have one more day after today. And then we're going to be done. Um, But we're talking here where um, uh, people that uh, uh, share something and one's forbidden to the other, well, how does that that exactly work? So... um, uh, what are the ramifications of that so boy avimi Avimi had the following question: Konam so we actually had something similar to this before: A person uh forbids the other person to benefit from his house. He swears that you can't come into his benefit from anything uh, in this house and Umes, and that person who uh, swore that he forbid him to benefit from his house died, or he sells it to someone else. So, I have power over my things. I can forbid you to benefit from my thing. You're forbidden to ever come into my house. Um, if you, uh, you're forbidden to benefit if you ever come, my house should be a konum to you should be forbidden that if you were to come in and benefit in any way it would be an isir conum it would be like a corbin uh, right um, so again I, I don't know exactly how long a person would have to be in the house what would be considered a benefit but it's forbidden but the question here is what happens if he dies is he allowed to go into his house or not what happens if he sells it it's no longer in that person's under his control. So do you, can you control something even after you no longer control it? Can, if you, when it's under your control, you forbid it to somebody, which you're allowed to, it's your thing, can you keep that forbiddenness on it even after you no longer are around? That is the question. So Amarava Toshma, <laughs> said, come in here. Amar liveno konar shiata nanasli. You tell your son... That's it, not another penny. And the person passes away. Yershenu. The son inherits the dead. That was only while he was alive. Now that he passed away, the son is, uh, inherits a father. What happens if the father writes him out of the will? He swears, uh, you are not. As long as I'm alive, you don't get another penny. And even after the guy passes away... He says, not another penny, you're forbidden, like a courtman to benefit. Umei, slow your You could. A person could write a kid out of the will, even when he's not here. Shmami, now you see from here, Adam osir davashib so A person can forbid something. As long as he controls it now, lakishiyotse shuso. You can even uh, make it forbidden that will continue on, even after this person is no longer in the, in, in the picture. Shmami, now that proof is accepted. So, um, and it's the
1: Yerusha case doesn't sound to me like very compelling because the the, the statement, the the establishment of the Yerusha, is really affected while he's still alive. So I'm just wondering. Okay, it's true he died, but it, it's from so to speak a, a Tsivoy that yes. proceeded. that was. So while
0: he I guess the question the is, how does the conum work? Is the conum the product of the person? And if that person isn't here, so the the the, the reason why it's forbidden is a certain person uh, had monetary control over it, and he has the right to put a conum on something that he owns. But when he's not here, maybe the conum... Um, it, 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 since the person isn't alive anymore, the konum doesn't have its power.
1: I, I guess I would respond by by saying, forget about the konum. If if a father, slowly, if a father writes a child out of the will, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the darim. That has to do. With, Correct. Correct. Right. So, in other words, that's a monetary the thing, right?
0: The so we could hear that, right? But. It's, but we're saying that the child will be forbidden with a conum. You know, he's going to, um, you know, he, he's going to be, according to one view we had before, he's Mao, you know, that it, it's an iser conum that stays. It's one thing to say he's not, he can disinherit him. It's another thing, this child's going to be forbidden to benefit. It's a rainy day. He won't be able to go under the awning of the house. So well, what do you mean? Well, because the guy's father who passed on, or the guy that sold it, uh, put a conum on him. So the idea that conums can transfer beyond the original owner, that's the, uh, that's the question. because We don't know the mechanism of a conum exactly. But uh, even after it leaves him, the conum, because I own it, I'm able to put a conum on it. And so if once you put a conum on it, it'll even stay there once it leaves, leaves that place. Um, let's do a run. Uh, uh o if he dies or he sells it uh, uh to someone else mutter then it would be okay um actually this um is that our case yeah um just looking at the uh omar va this Part of this is something that um, th- this is uh, the the Mishnah that we learned. This isn't the Gemara that we just learned. This is going back. Um, the ran uh, broke up the Mishnah a little bit different. Um, I just started doing. If you look on the footnote, it says this goes back to the Mishnah on on forty six. Uh, in that case, he didn't say you're forbidden. He said, um, uh, he said that. Uh, uh, as long as it's my house, and once you sell it, it's not your house. That wasn't the... Uh, um, okay. Well, let's finish that round once we started it. So, in that case, he said, my house, it's not my house anymore. Or if you give it to someone else, it's also permitted. So, why do we pick a case of selling? The round here is asking a question. We had a case where if you forbid him to enter your house and then you sell it, uh, he's allowed in because it's not your house anymore. Or why didn't we pick a case of where you gave it away? He says, You could have picked that case. Uh, but if you had said uh, the house, this house, and then you sold it to him, that it would still be us. Yeah. If, him, yeah. if you sold it to him, yeah. You sold it to him, it'd be okay.
1: to, the, to the guy who
0: Right. So he says, far? Well, you you won't let me benefit from it for free, so I'll pay you for it, right? But if if I give it to you, so then that won't work. That's uh I forbid you to benefit, so I can't give it to you. But uh if you pay full value, then I guess uh you'll then you'll be able to go into the house finally. Okay. Back to the Gemara. Um, so, um, and again, that, the, that, that was actually referring back to the other case that was mentioned in the Mishnah. And um, we are on the two dots on mem Zion uh, 47a. we looked over there. Konam peris elu olai. A person says, these fruits are konam to me. i never eating them again. And um, I, I would say some people are challenged um, you know, you look at some people that are overweight and they can't help themselves or they're not supposed to eat chocolate or they're not supposed to eat sugar or whatever, and they just, they can't help themselves. Uh, a neder is a power that people have that they respect. Uh, the word of Hashem so that a neder actually can help them do things that nothing else in life, it'll give them the stamina to refuse. The, I, what do you mean? I, I made an editor, so I'm stuck. You know, they, they help, they find power to do things, to make commitments that they normally wouldn't be able to make. So a person says, that's it. I, I know I shouldn't be eating those fruits. They, they give me a stomachache. So he says, they're conum to me, right? Conum pears to aloli, to me, or conum hay alpi, or they're conum to my mouth. They're just different mechanisms. But, conum hay lippi, or towards my mouth. So, uh, so, those are all methods of making those fruits asr. Uh, uh, so you're forbidden in those fruits. Now, this is the new part. What if you switch out these fruits uh, for something else? Or something grows out of these fruits, uh, so they stay forbidden. In other words, once it's forbidden, it, 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 any exchange for those fruits would also be forbidden. So boy, Rami Bar Rami Bar had a boy. He had the following question: Onum kaversa eilai al ploni. So that's if you forbid it to yourself, so it stays forbidden to you, and whatever grows out of it, and whatever you forbid yourself to benefit in any way from these fruits. So if you exchange them or something grows out of them, you're forbidden. But what about if you forbid someone else to your things, Omar? Um, perus uh, I'm conum them to you, to someone else. what about if you exchange them? Me, I'm reading, do you say gabi delay? When it comes to yourself, Hoyova Osur Perus Since you could forbid your neighbor's fruits to yourself, Adam oser Ola you could forbid something that you don't have yet. It's not here, It's not around. Usually you have no control over something not here. So over here, you can forbid something that's not here yet to yourself, even that's not in your world. So Gabi Cavero, when it comes to your friend, Hoyle the also Perez Cavero al Cavero, you can't forbid his fruits to him. You can't forbid something that's not under your control uh, to him. You have no control on something that's not here right now. Maybe when it comes to somebody else, uh, when it comes to yourself, you can uh, commit your future. You can get yourself in trouble now and get yourself in trouble in the future. You can forbid it to yourself and it will continue on. But when it comes to someone else, since you have no control over things that are outside of your realm and something that's not here yet is outside of your realm... Maybe you have when you put a condom on it, you have it doesn't it won't work. Oh, Delma. Or as we turn the page, maybe mishum dummy. In exchange is just like it's not that it's not here. It takes the place of when something takes the place of even if it wasn't here, it becomes the new thing. So and it should be forbidden. Oh. uh dummy. So Loshna there's no difference him, like, just like you could forbid yourself on something or it's exchanged, Losh Nahalvera. So that is the question. Uh, do you have the power to forbid someone, you have the power to make a konim on someone else, but can it potentially uh, include something that's exchanged that's not even here yet? That is the question. Or not. And again, when the, your powers are very limited when you come to other people. With yourself, you can uh, you can bind yourself in uh, in ways that that uh, affect your future, but with other people, maybe you have less control over it, and therefore it shouldn't be forbidden. That is the question. So tashma. Let's see if we can prove this. Um, let's see if we can prove this. This word hilufehem. Well, let's. Um, Let's do uh, Mephorish, last maforish on yesterday's page. Mahu. Uh, it's the bottom one, about halfway up. Uh, it's on the right side. Mahu. Would your friend, who used to be your friend, be forbidden in what's exchanged for what you forbid him? Kemoshahuaser, just like uh, you would be forbidden. Olo, or not? Mi amrin gabe delay, when you're talking about yourself omer I forbid this to my mouth. Oh, I'll pee towards my mouth. have Got to get you be good with the abbreviations here. Even though it's not here now, um, if, if I'm going to exchange it, it's something that's not here. gabidilay, ki hay Since we find by you this strictness, to osur olav, that you could uh, forbid your uh, friends' fruit, fruits on yourself, uh, and even though they're not here, even though it's not here, you can forbid it. when it comes to somebody else, you can't forbid someone else's fruits to your your friends. They're not in your rishus. You're forbidden to eat so and so's fruits. Excuse me. <laughs> What do you have to do with so-and-so's fruits to me? Lo So lo amrina nami isle lameser b'chilufayim. How can you say if, if we exchange this for something else that that should be forbidden to you? That's not here yet. That's not under your control. Uh, so do you say that or do you say not? That was the question. So Tashma, let's see what we can prove. Maybe the question will be a little more clear from some of the proofs. Ha-omer ali ishto shani a person gets in a fight with their wife. And I'm, again, I'm just trying to make the case more interesting. Uh, and he says, you're forbidden to have a penny for me. But he's, the problem is, what's, how's his wife going to have uh, support herself? The husband's required to uh, help her maintain herself. So uh, what she can do is she can borrow money. Now, you would say, well, he's supposed to pay for her, but he's not allowed to give her the money. He put a conum, he made it forbidden for him to give her money. So she can go borrow money, and those people who she borrows money from, and they can go collect from the husband. And he pays off her loan. And he pays off her loan. How is that not uh, them? So my time, what's the reason that the are allowed to collect from him? Because they are not her. They are one step removed. Love, King, do Gdulayam dummy, they are not like the original. You he has the power to forbid her to benefit from him. But uh when she borrows the money, now it's someone money that's owed. He can't he can't give her the money that he owes her, but he can give it to the banker. He can give it to the credit card. He can pay her credit card bills, he can't pay her, but he can pay those bills. So you see that once it's one step removed, then it's okay. Do you like that proof? <laughs> So there is a big question here, and we've dealt with this before. You're not allowed to make uh, rules that contravene the Torah. And the husband's obligated to support the wife. So how does he come and say, I'm forbidden uh, to, to uh, support you? It's, you can't do that. Um, well, not only you can't, the, the vow shouldn't work. That's really the question. So that's the some of the commentary here they um some of them want to learn that we're talking about uh, the uh they've only had Arison they haven't had Nisuin yet, or he hasn't taken on the support yet and um, uh so he's able to forbid it now for the future, uh, and that would be part of the mechanism. but that's part of the discussion on this case um, uh. The other question we had is, uh, we had this before. Uh, we had an opinion that said, if you pay the wife's bills, good luck on collecting them. You know that, that's uh, uh, that uh, that's like putting your money on the horns of a deer. Like maybe he wasn't going to give her that much money. Like how do you? Uh, and that was also something that we quoted before. You'll we'll have to work that, that was
1: an outsider who's paying for somebody else's wife.
0: But over here, it's an outsider that's loaning her the money. So there is that outsider here. Um, we can take a quick look at the top run. Just uh, at least we should, uh, we can end 15 minutes early, but if we end more than that, it's, 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 it's already not, not, not legal. I don't know. Leva, top run, klomer. Ha'isha v'abal boi nefroim. Um, the woman could borrow, and uh, the, those that she borrows from can collect from the husband. The even though she's forbidden to benefit from her husband's property, um the uh the obligation uh, can go um, on on she, he has an obligation towards her. Hanan boy said if the husband goes out of town and you give the money, good luck on getting it back, you're throwing your money away, or the horns of a deer, that's if you give her um, food, a food allowance. But if she borrows money, so she's obligated to pay back her loan. Uh, And uh, they are allowed to collect a loan that the wife makes um, the, the wife obligated herself from the husband. The Rashba had a lot of questions on this. He, he wants to say that it could be she's not allowed to benefit from him, but that doesn't take away his responsibility to pay her bills. It's almost like a, a separate thing that husbands have to pay. If you owe the wife, it's like you owe the husband. If, if the wife owes you, I mean the truth is the credit companies look at it that way too. If so if one side borrows money, it's like the other side has has to pay for it. And so uh that's it's almost separate from benefiting the wife. It's like it's almost like he borrowed. So you're right, he can't give the wife money, but it's like he borrowed money, so he's gotta pay it. That's the way the ron wants to use to answer questions of the Rashba, who we don't even know what the Rashba says, but he, he's telling us he's assuming of course we did the Rashba and so uh that's what the Ron is, is answering over here. Okay, back to the Gemara. So let's see if the Gemara likes this proof or not. That um, you see that once it's one step removed, it's okay. So, Amarava um, Lechachilu, be of it, of it. Maybe uh, when we say, um, uh, maybe it's, uh, we don't ideally, even when it's removed, it's forbidden. But if somebody did it, uh, they did it. Maybe we wouldn't ideally let uh, the, um, uh, you can't really prove, over here it's like after the fact. Uh, She took the loan and so now he's, uh, the creditors came and they got paid back. So maybe we're not going to say it's forbidden for you to be paid back, but who said we're going to recommend this arrangement? Uh, Sometimes things happen afterwards, you can't really prove whether or not it's ideal. And so we need to know whether or not, ideally, once the money's removed, you can fully benefit from it. It's very different once she's already borrowed money from somebody to tell those people to take a hike, you know, so that that doesn't prove, uh, that doesn't prove much. That's a Bidyevid situation. We were able to do it before. <laughs> <laughs> didn't,
1: it I didn't see such an
0: objection. So that, that's really what the, I think the, the Ron was trying to explain, like, well, you know, Hanan said take a hike, you know, and so he's saying that... Uh, it's like he borrowed so, and you really can't say take a hike. But we don't like it. It's just like uh, the husband doesn't pay it with a smile when he has the credit card company says, Your wife borrowed this, you know, had these loans on her account and you're, you know, these bills and you're liable for them. But uh, uh, if they're already there, they are what they are. Let's try another and see if we can bring a more clear proof. Makadish Ba'orla. If somebody wants to get married and they have a fruit tree in the first three years, and uh, they take those fruits, and they uh, take them to their fiancé and say, I propose to you with these fruits, eni Uh They're not married because these fruits are forbidden for him to benefit from. Let's say uh, he ignores the fact that he's not supposed to benefit from these fruits, and he sells them, and he gets money for them, and then he uses that money to buy the ring, the kiddush de Mehem. reiz the because that's a step removed from those fruits. Basically, once you um, remove yourself from the original, it's okay to benefit. So uh, that was really our question, which is that he forbid this uh, to the wife, but what about once it's exchanged? Would that be okay or not? And so you see, once it's removed, it's removed. So Morris says, Hachanami. Here also, delo, This... Uh, oh, it it could be you shouldn't do this, and if it was done, we say they're married. We're not going to let her get away without a divorce. But who said we recommend this? And so it's very difficult to uh, bring a proof. It's the same problem we had before, is we want to know, l'chachila, would we consider it at arm's length? Is it like a separate thing or not? Um, So the bottom line is we are leaving this unproven, this, this question that we've thrown out. Okay, new Mishnah. Uh, if you say, it'll be to you, uh, you will be on me. Your property will be forbidden to me, will be harem to me, ha motor So, the one who made the vow, I, I forbid your property to me, so I'm in trouble. Okay. You will be harem to me, ha-moder uh, We had this, by the way, before. There, you got your motor and your noter. <laughs> The motor is the man who makes the vow. The noter is the guy that gets the vow. Uh, so the, if you said, uh, if, if you forbid the fruits to you, uh, your property is a harem to me, so I made the vow, I'm forbidden to your property. But if I said, you will be forbidden to benefit from me, the object of the vow is us. Next. Harani Allah, uh, hava you're forbidden to me and I'm forbidden to you. So then it's, it's shnei Um Then they're both forbidden. Fine. So that's the. But we've had that, that. That shouldn't be surprising. But that's the basic rule. Now, what about if the uh, I forbid you to benefit from me, and uh, or I forbid it both ways. What uh, what's considered my property? So what about if my community that I'm in bought something and I'm a dues paying member, I'm part of a condo. And uh, my condo just bought an exercise room or a pool. Can you use the pool? So you would say no, because I forbid you to benefit from me. And I own a share in this, uh, um, you know, whatever, condo group or whatever it is. I legally own a part of it. I forbid you to benefit from my property. You're not allowed to benefit from it. All right. What about if I'm in a city and my city made, bought a recreation center and I pay taxes to the city? And you want to use the rec room in the uh, city that you're—you um, don't pay taxes there. I do, so would you be allowed to use that? Uh, I'm a dues pay. I'm a, uh, i pay my taxes to that city, so uh, then you would be allowed to use that. So what? Let's see the rules here. The uh, Shnei in Mutirim ole sheolei Bavel. When the uh, Jews came up to Bavel, they donated things to the community. And those things weren't really from the dues. Uh, so you're allowed, even though they're owned by the whole community, it's not like I own part of it. It's owned by the tzibur. So they are allowed to benefit from those things that were donated from the Jews that came up. Uh, um, let's see the words of the, uh, the Ran. They gave over ownership to everybody. So even though I'm part of everybody, it's not like you used mine. But if something in my village that I paid the taxes on and it's considered like it's, I own it, you can't use it. So the Gemara says, "What is something?" The Mishnah is the above Go and Let's say you get to the base of it. Who paid for that? Who paid for the base of Igdash? Those were Jews. Donated that property. Uh, so. Uh, I forbid you to benefit from me, and even though I'm part of Cloud Yisrael, those properties that were donated to Cloud Yisrael are not forbidden to that guy. On the other hand, those properties that belong to my city, uh, uh, we will define those. Those are forbidden.
1: Okay, we'll have
0: didn't,
1: to... Mm. Didn't we resolve this yesterday with the Chatser?
0: Okay. So
1: that he can use a portion of it, right. right. Right.
0: So if you're part of the city... So I guess on property, you could do that. You could draw a line, you know, and say, well, this part is mine or this percentage is mine. But um, I don't know if you could do that on, on something like Harabias or um, um, you're saying the part of the temple I walked up to was, and especially if it's owned by 6 million people, you know. Right. So I, I I have to think about that question. Uh, uh, yeah, so yeah,
2: I would think you'd have to make this or before he gives the property to the temple. Maybe once he gives it to the temple. No, no, he's
0: not the one that donated it to the temple. Other people donated it, but I swore, that if this person swore that you'll, you are forbidden to benefit from anything that belongs to me. And as a Jew, I, I, I share, it belongs to Claudius Israel. So uh, in my city, with those things that belong to my city, you could argue that since I pay the taxes so technically, that's mine. I, I own part of that. Uh, you can make that argument. But what belongs to Claudius Rowe, we're saying, is different. Okay. And that's, well, it seems
1: even weaker than the
0: Chatser. I hear. I hear. So we'll, we'll have to look into that. that. That's for tomorrow, but that's, that's a good... The, the Michael's asking this. Um, we had the case before where even if you're forbidden, can't you choose with, to avoid it by saying, I'm walking on the part that doesn't belong to you? Um, okay, we'll have to think about that and see how that that fits in. Okay, have a good day, everybody. Everybody's time. Yeah. Stein? yeah.
2: On, the, on the previous on the previous Gemara before the Mishnah, the Gemara brings two cases, both of which have to do with um, with a a wife, right? Either mm. that you use Orla to marry her, or mm. you or you forbid you. You know you. You, you, you can pay off her, her debts that she borrows because you, you made her us her us to, to your stuff, right right? But we know that there are certain stringencies that apply to women mm-hmm. um, that, that, that you don't see in other places. I'm trying to think of another case. Suppose, suppose I'm an O rave to somebody else and then I say I forbid all of my stuff to you, right? So i I forbid you to be nanda for any of my stuff, and then he borrows and defaults on the loan. that doesn't have anything to do with Erva. so do, do we have that case before where is he still obligated to pay off the other guy's debt
0: i'm I'm not hearing again, so if a person
2: so person, a person had previously had a good relationship with somebody, so it right. became an O-ray from him, right? He said, okay, if you default on your debts, I'll pay I'll pay your debts, right? Okay. Hmm. And, then he, and, then he, and then he had a falling out, and he said, you know, I, I forbid you to be na from anything from me.
0: Well, but wait a right? second. So once you took an obligation, it's no longer within your control to forbid it to him. In other words, if I promise to pay... If, if you're short of money, uh, you, they can come to me. I can't then turn around and forbid you to benefit from me. I've, I've already taken on that responsibility.
2: You're saying it would be exactly... Gemara doesn't do that. Gamari doesn't use those cases. It's, it's just curious that Gemara uses two cases
0: that have to do yeah, with execution. yeah. Well, the, the, it's a favorite of ours uh, to, uh, to can you get married with it. Um, because the, we often talk about is something have a value to you. And so if something's a value, can you propose uh, to a woman with that? That's because that's always, as long as it's worth a shavapruti, you can get married. So we, that's just, that's a common, um, in that case itself, you know, the Torah says if you give her something of value and she accepts it, you're married. So uh, the, the Gemara often uses that as a test case, as something has a value to you. Um, So that's a little bit more standard. Um, The first case is a little more problematic, and that's why they all ask on it, because he has obligation towards her, and uh, uh, she's like him, and... Yeah.
2: She's being nana when
1: he pays back her loans, because she doesn't have to pay it back.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah.
1: So that's it.